Welcome back to another episode of Home to Home what? Tour Tuesday. You got bloopers in the podcast now. What nice. else? <laughs> nice. We need to work on Home Tour Tuesday. Right now. <laughs> uh, welcome back, everybody, to Coffee, Contracts, and Cocktails. We are your hosts, Patrick, Jess, and Corey. Um, we put the real back into relationships and the relationships back into real estate uh thanks for tuning back in everybody we are going to um start this week by apologizing because last week uh i say cory and i it was really me uh cory and i though um said that it was free to use buyer's agents right and that's a bit of a misnomer um i hope i'm using that word correctly um so it it doesn't cost anything additional to use us, Archon Park, to purchase a home, right? Um, that whole line that we were talking about uh, last week on page one of the buyer's agency agreement, we don't charge that. But you paying the seller, the seller then takes some of that money and pays us. So you inherently are the ones paying us. So boom, there you go. Uh, it's not ever free to use a buyer's agent. Unless they're not collecting a commission, I suppose. But I mean, people do waive their commissions sometimes. There you go. But right. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, we specifically do not charge anything additional yeah. to be utilized as buyer's agent. Right. Boom. And which leads us into this week's topic, uh, totally not related to commissions, but moving farther um, along in the buyer's process of getting pre-approved and then kind of going through the steps uh, after that. Um, so what, Corey, Jess, we got what, at least three people that we recommend to everybody. Yeah. Um, at least three. For lenders, yes. For lenders, um, for everything, um, to stay within guidelines and rules and regulations, we always send three. Um, however, we do have a starting quarterback, so to speak, for every single role. Just is what it is. Um, anyhow, we don't want you to go on showings because here's our biggest fear, which is what. If we take people, if we take, first of all, you're not supposed to do it anyway, but if we take non-pre-approved buyers out on showings, what happens? Ooh, Jess, yeah. <laughs> um, they fall in love with the house, but they mm. don't know if they can actually get it or not. Boom. Yeah. And in this market, it would take too long anyways. There's a there's a very very good chance, hundred hundred percent. Not uh, to mention, you are massively disadvantaged if you are not fully educated on every aspect of getting ready to write an offer and how to buy a house, and especially what the numbers can do. In oh yeah, situation. I mean, if you throw out last week's podcast and you just skip to right now in these steps, you're not in a good position at all. No. No, we really need to go over the buyer's consultation first. Like that's got, that has to be the first thing. Like, or if you want to come to us pre-approved, that's cool. Um, 
but you have to have a buyer's consultation before you go out because yeah, in this market, you do not have time. Right. Have precisely zero time. Uh, and yeah, our greatest fear is exactly what you guys said. You're going to fall in love with the home that you end up going and seeing and you want to write an offer. And then it's like, okay, well, guess what? You need to get the lender, your W-2s, your tax returns, pay stubs, all this stuff, all this stuff is going to take you time to find unless you just magically have it laying around because you're super organized. Um, but it takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes time to get pre-approved. So you got to do that because we can't write you an offer without one. Sellers aren't going to entertain that at all. They're, you're not a buyer. So moving forward from all of that last week and lenders and everything. So once you're pre-approved, um, you're educated, you're now pre-approved, you know what you're looking for, you know your price point. Now, where do you go? After pre-approval? Mm-hmm. So we've done the consultation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You tell me, where are we going? Jess? No, I'm not the buyer specialist. Nope. Boom. How do you like that, Corey? Where are we going? Tell us. Well, you're going on showings. You're going to start looking at houses. <laughs> nice. Everybody does showing us differently. I do it from Jess, who does it different from Corey, who does it different from me. So the way that I like to do showings, I'll start and then you guys can kind of go through. I'll do it quick. As shocking as that is going to be, I'll do it quickly. I like to start in the basement. That's where I like to start. Um, I always tell my buyers, you guys have been in houses before. You know what a bathroom looks like. You know what a kitchen looks like. I don't need to hold your hand and walk you around the house. I'm looking for things that you may miss. Now, I don't know everything. And I learn stuff from clients who know more than me about certain areas. So it's always helpful to hear that stuff. But I go to the basement. I want to check the bones, the foundation, see if there's anything wrong down there. And then I kind of work my way up from there. And answer questions along the way. That's showing. So that's how I do my showings. Yeah, I don't think I really have a spot that I start, but I know some people like to walk around with the clients. Nice thing is, is that it's not like if they have a question, it's not like I can't just walk over and answer that, you know? Um, But yeah, I agree. I definitely don't like look, I'm not going to spend time looking at like the colors of the paint and like the faucet choice. Um, I'm going to spend time looking at basement foundation outside and like exterior i'm gonna look at for the age of stuff like i'm more interested in key factors that they're going to ask about not key factors that they can see with their eyes so and just so you buyers out there know i would almost uh what jess and corey would you say it's fair to say about 90 ish percent of the time or more we have no idea what the ages of stuff are besides the roof heading into the showing mm-hmm. yep people don't know no most of the people that are living in the home don't know if it was installed before they got there because right. all they see is maintenance records they don't know huh? yeah so <clears throat> we have to go downstairs and you know look at your furnace look at the ac which is typically outside but <clears throat> we got to look at the ages of all that stuff so don't be shocked if we don't know. That's pretty typical. Um, mm-hmm. So <clears throat> showings, you know, last week we had touched on um, the fact that we want to set them up on 
uh, searches and that way we can find out what's exactly in their criteria and all that good jazz. So um, Corey, what next? Like step after that. I mean, step after that is, is really when you find one that you're ready to commit to. I mean, that's really when you're saying like, okay, this is, that showing went well enough that we want to write an offer. Um, so I think then it kind of takes us into not the, all the paperwork that goes into writing an offer, but highlight some key points, um, what's important and then how we do our best to make sure that your offer stands out mm-hmm. while still doing our best to obviously like protect them, you know, you as the client. So, right. So, um, offers are getting crazy out there. Super nuts. Um, I mean, we can touch on my house if you want. I don't really. It's totally up to you. We touched on numbers the first week. We told them how crazy the numbers are. Okay. Well, for those of you who listened in, we're at, this is like, we are 20 minutes before I'm supposed to cut off offers. Yeah, right. Review the offers. So uh, we had 38 showings. Would have had more if it hadn't snowed today and people canceled because of the snow, which is fine. I'm not crying about that at all. 38 showings, 15 offers. So there's a lot of people out there looking at the same kind of homes. And we have buyers who were coming down from the price ranges that they're pre-approved in. They're coming down so they can bully out the other people who are pre-approved for like say if you're in the 175 to 200 range, you know, you have people from the 200 to 225 or even up to the 250 range coming down so they can just yeah, keep the daylight out of right. people. With- but it's not always, it's not always the um, price that's going to make the difference. So no, it's not. So how Terms else? And conditions, yo. Terms how, and conditions. How else are, uh, how, are how else are we uh, making it, making it uh, enticing for them? So this one popped up. Um, it was the first time I'd ever heard of this. I'm allowed to talk about this, right? I'm totally allowed to talk about this. It's a hypothetical. <clears throat> so you can offer to pay for the seller's title fees, the seller's closing, closing costs. Typically here, uh, at least in St. Louis, St. Charles, whatever, the greater St. Louis area, um, it's less than $1,000 to close out a title company. As you a could offer, as a seller, correct. You could offer to pay for those out of your pocket. That's essentially adding, let's just call it a thousand dollars, adding a thousand dollars to the money that you're bringing to the table. Yeah, that's attractive, cool option. Um, uh, not seller letters anymore. NAR, uh, the National Association of Realtors, is saying, hey agents, you may want to advise your clients against doing that because they may inadvertently discriminate against uh, protected classes, which is like race, color, religion, uh, gender, keep going, you know, there's a ton of them. I'm not going to roll through them. Uh, You may inadvertently discriminate against them. Sure. So that is going to be a thing that we no longer recommend to clients because 
and love Nobody letters. Love letters just meaning um, a personal letter written from a buyer to a seller, kind of giving them a little backstory, but just kind of like a hey, here's who we are, here's why we love your house. Um, just throwing emotion into a non-emotion emotional emotion emotional emotional <clears throat> a non-emotional stack of papers is, sure. is in essence what you're doing so. exactly because logic makes you think emotion makes you act <gasps> um so that's yeah that's a few ways to go about it mm. um i would say obviously you've got your big hitters besides price um depending on obviously everything situational but going as is um getting as is meaning as is meaning um, doing no requesting that no repairs be done um, by the seller. Um, and then uh, in this market, we've now started waiving appraisals and just throwing that out the window. Yeah. Or saying that, you know, whatever the amount we'll pay the maximum um, sale price amount. Um, and then we'll pay, you know, X amount of dollars over that in like extra money, which a lot of lenders have a problem with mm -hmm. just to let, you know, so be quite frank. Um, so you have to find the right lender to be okay with that. But I've heard of that being done. Um, as is, is super common now. Um, I want to say gone are the days of the golden goose of having a 20% down conventional buyer paying their own closing costs. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, that don't mean jack squat anymore, apparently. Uh, you know, people are saying, oh, we'll fix anything that's wrong with the house, we'll fix it. We want the house that bad. Uh, we'll pay, uh, don't worry about um, occupancy inspections, we'll pay for those. Well get we'll pay for the repairs to be done you know oh we'll reimburse you for everything just give us the house basically jess is there anything that you see on you see come through with any of this um besides what you've already mentioned i am starting to see buyers who are going to finance their purchase and get a mortgage in some capacity waive their loan contingency Mm -hmm. um, meaning that they can't get out of the contract if they were to get denied for the loan for any reason. They're treating it as it's a cash deal and they just have money to burn even if they do need the financing and are planning on getting the financing. That's also a new one to me. That's kind of blowing my just mind. Just to appease it as a cash offer right. versus it's contingent on like financing. Contingency for a seller to be worried about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so shout out to the buyer's market getting that crazy i feel for them yeah i'm pretty confident i just froze for like a solid 20 seconds yeah it happened it did we're past it though cool. we had a um, cool conversation it's fine i'm sure that you guys <laughs> did i have no idea what you talked about however all of these things that we mentioned besides going as is waiving your appraisal we at Archon Park will never, ever, ever advise you to do that. That is super risky. And my biggest fear is that you're going to call me in like however many years and be like, 
we're upside down on our house. I can't believe that you let us buy this house and waive our appraisal and what the hell were you doing and blah, blah, blah. Why aren't you looking out for us? I don't want that. I want any part of that. I've Say, written it uh, before. Huh? I've written it before. <laughs> yes. It's just not, not advisable. No. Yes. Not yeah. by your... There, there are everything we've talked about plus the other things that you can do. There are a handful of things mm -hmm. that we will touch those waters there are a handful of things that it is just you know <laughs> professionally not smart yeah <laughs> it's just a culmination of the education you get from your buyer's consultation and from your lender when you get pre-approved mm -hmm. combining that with a real life situation of the house that you want the level of love you feel for it and whatever you're willing to do like is it your end-all be-all like screw it I will do whatever it takes to get this house hmm. are you just kind of like throwing your hat in the ring to see what happens with an offer um the level of dedication and commitment you want to bring to your offer there's a lot of different options mm -hmm. yeah and you saw that Patrick with your um 15 offers <laughs> you can tell that some people are like I'm getting this house no matter what and then some people are like mm, Maybe we'll just, maybe we'll just see what happens. Yeah. Yep. And it, that's even tougher to tell now because the people that are saying, mm, maybe we'll just see what happens are realistically putting in a good offer. Um, right. Especially with that. It's like, oh, that's a good offer, but like. Not today. Not right now. Yeah. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking, they're going $10,000 over paying their own closing costs, taking the house as is. That's an incredible offer. So good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not Maybe enough. Not enough. <laughs> it's the inventory. It is the lack of inventory. And I'm sorry, yeah. I'm running out of uh, battery juice and my charger is, of course, upstairs. So sorry. Sweet but um, I know. It's, uh, it's tough. It is tough. Um, but we're here for you. So that's all I have on my end. So if I, if I just cut out, you guys can take the right and keep going. I think that pretty much wraps up with what we have for buyers. I mean, we walked through the whole process. We got to writing a contract. I mean, we can always post um, some informational videos about certain lines in the contract that you want to pay mm -hmm. attention to. That just gets into a whole lot of paperwork. But I think we really covered the big hitter stuff um, yeah. when you're buying a house. So. so next week, what do we got coming for them? Jess? Nope. Okay. Um, I think next week we'll just transition and do another little thing like this with sellers. Just flip flop it. Um, we talked about you know how hot it is for buyers. You might as well say, okay, sellers, your time to shine. Yep. <laughs> do you want fifteen? <laughs> no kidding. Let's yeah. tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. So I think it'll probably be it probably be wise to just do another two part. Um, I'm good with two that. episodes with that and hit on it all. Cool. Patrick is frozen again. Um, yeah, he might be gone. He might be really done. But <clears throat> that's I, okay. I think that's all we've got. <laughs> uh, take us home, Corey. All right. Well, um, I guess that is it for this week on um, this episode. So catch us next time. Um, we'll be posting these now on Wednesday. Um, we do want to mention that for those of you that have made it this far in the uh, podcast. For those who are waiting for that Monday job. Um, <laughs> just switching some things up scheduling wise. So Wednesday nights, they will now be posted um, and we will um, obviously highlight that as well. So uh, yeah, enjoy your week, weekend and 
Stay warm in the snowstorm. We'll catch up with you next time. Bye.